Jesus Bible and Current Events from a Christian Perspective, Battling Spiritual Wickedness in High Places, One Podcast at a Time. This is the High Places Podcast. Hello everyone, this is Jim. I wanted to talk about something a little different tonight. Um, I was, it kind of struck me last night, I had a conversation with someone and God is very interesting in the way that he works and helps us. A lot of times he will give us the answer to issues that we're dealing with um, by using our own words. Um, and it was, um, it was an interesting conversation I had with this guy. He talked about his mom, who he believed was a godly woman, but he said it was interesting because as she grew older and life just kind of, you know, war on her. She became angrier and angrier with things and was really focused on just all the bad things that were happening in her life. And I got to thinking about that and and we talked about, well, you know, it depends on what you focus on because there's a lot of negative stuff that goes on in the world. We live in a fallen world. There's sin all, all around us. There's people indulging in sin. There's the devil offering up sin uh, at every turn, minute by minute, and people gleefully uh, accepting what he has to offer. Um, and he can't even like read a news story these days without just being, there's just like anti-everything. And I think so much of it has to do with um, uh, the media not liking uh, Donald Trump, uh, the uh, Marxists that have been trying to take over this country for decades really kind of feeling this is their moment. And so anything American at all, um, going all the way back to history, and I guess now <laughs> even the moon landing is, um, is something to find um, villainy in. And, um, you know, so that the proper uh, victim class can be... Uh, exalted. Uh, everybody's got a grievance. And so it's just really, it's, and I don't know, maybe the people behind all this intend to do this just to kind of wear us down so that we just give in and let them take over our lives and tell us what to do. And we're just so tired and exhausted, uh, from being constantly beaten down by all this stuff that we just go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Just tell me what you want me to do and I'll just do it. Because uh, it's, you know, it's probably easier that way. So it's like, um, I don't know, it's like, you know, serfdom or something. You know your lot in life and you just accept it and you deal with it. It's funny, I was reading some statistics on just how well the economy's doing. And in the last year, like real wages for workers, so non-executives, non-managers, just, you know, daily workers, which is 80% of the workforce. I think their wages went up by an average of like 3.6% or something like that. It turned out on average to be like $1,500 a year. Well, the rate of inflation right now is only 1.6%. So real wages on average actually increased by more than twice the rate of inflation. But if you hear people talk, um, it's like we're in the depths of the Great Depression or something. I remember we talked about this in that first uh, Democratic debate 
where the moderator asked Elizabeth Warren, uh, you know, he said, hey, there, there's a poll out that says 71% of the American people are happy with the economy. And I, and I remember Elizabeth Warren, her response, she obviously had a canned response, so she just basically ignored the statistic. And she just said, well, this economy is working for a thinner and thinner slice of the American public. It's like 71% is um, not very thin. That's kind of thick, actually. Um, but it's, 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 again, this, we've talked about this before, this kind of denial of reality. So it's like when something is fundamental as like facts and like things you can see with your eyes, uh, you're being told by oligarchs that you're not really seeing them because it's, and instead they want to pound this negativity into you. I was, uh, last night I was driving, uh, home from something and, um, as you know, going down the street, going the speed limit, there were cars around me. We were all traveling down the street and it's green light in an intersection. And this group of people just starts walking across the crosswalk with cars coming at them at full speed. And I'm like, huh, this is a little weird. Uh, <laughs> and so I slowed down so as not to run these people over. Cause one, it was like one lady had her like young daughter with her. I'm like, kind of endangering the lives of your children here. Um, and I, and she looks at me and like kind of waves her arm, like, what are you doing? And, and I'm thinking, um, I'm not running you over, <laughs> even though I have a green light at this intersection, I've chosen to not exercise my right to go through the intersection and run you and your child over in the process. That's what I'm doing. Um, but it just kind of, <laughs> It kind of struck me as just we live in a culture that is so arrogant and so absorbed with itself that it thinks, well, rules don't apply to me. Laws don't apply to me. Truth doesn't apply to me. Facts don't apply to me. I mean, I live in an area where the government specifically, specifically has given instruction to the police to not enforce certain laws. Specifically. Um, and it's like, huh, um, don't these people swear to uphold the law? And, and so, and, and then I started thinking about, you know, these are little annoying things, but then I started to think about Christians in other countries who they're surrounded by unfairness and unreality, like every day. Like in some countries, I mean, they know, again, back to the surf, you know, they know their lot in life. They're never going to have a decent job. They're always going to have like the worst jobs that nobody else wants to do because nobody else in their country is going to hire a Christian. And the laws don't apply to them. The facts don't apply to them. And you're just thinking, man, that, that could get extraordinarily frustrating. I mean, we see the stuff that goes on in this country with the way Christianity, the Bible, uh, Christians... God, we just see this double standard where uh, one set of rules applies to Christians and it usually limits their rights, like Christian business owners, for example, or Christians exercising their free speech. And then there is another set of rules for everybody who isn't a Christian and they basically get to do anything they want. 
And so there's just a whole host of really kind of wicked things that go on. And we're just, we're pounded in the head with it every day. And again, going back to these Christians in other countries, that's their life. They know before they say, before they're saved, how Christians in their country are treated. And yet, um, God saves them and they're changed and they embrace a life that they know is going to be unfair to them. And yet they're still faithful and they're still joyful about God and they stand up for God and they put up with hardship. And, it, you know, it may not even be anything traumatic like being imprisoned, although that happens more and more, or being killed, although that happens more and more. But just the daily unfairness of life and the negative things that happen to them. And so, as I was talking to this guy last night, we were just kind of discussing this. And it's like, well, I guess it depends on what you're focused on. Uh, Jesus told us that, you know, we're supposed to store up our treasures in heaven. Because where our treasure is, that's where our heart is also. But it's really easy to lose focus on that and just see the stuff that's right in front of us. And every day the stuff right in front of us just seems worse and worse. And I guess, um, yeah, it just depends on what we're looking at. And so instead of looking at the stuff around us and all this evil stuff, maybe we just need to look higher. We just need to look beyond this life. Uh, because really, eternity is going to last a whole lot longer than this life. And you think all the planning that people do and the savings and all this other stuff they do for retirement, for after their work life is over, uh, a lot of people, this is a big thing, this is a big part of what they do um, for decades uh, during their working life. Uh, they plan for this. I know my parents, you know, they always kind of invested in the house and and did things like that because that was going to be their ticket to a good retirement. That and uh, both of my parents had a pension. And so... Um, so, and that's just to take care of the, you know, 20 years or so after you retire, sometimes less than 20 years. <laughs> and, and yet people, you know, they put a lot of energy into that. Well, we have something much better to look forward to than a decade or two of retirement, lounging around, playing golf, traveling, whatever it is. We have a whole eternity to look forward to. And how much time do we spend storing up our treasures for that, or focusing on that. Oh, it's interesting, after God saved me, one of the things I noticed right away, um, I used to be uh, very, very angry myself, just like this guy's mother. Um, and I still have to watch myself, because um, sanctification is a lifelong process. Um, but I remember one thing I noticed right away, because I used to get really upset in traffic, and with people around me driving, and I'd just be in my car yelling, and every time I drove anywhere, I remember times that I'd even try to, don't tell anybody this, I would like, you know, like jerk my car next to someone like I was going to run into them if they did something mean to me. That's how stupid I was. Um, 
but after God saved me, I, I remember like that kind of just like went away and I could be stuck in traffic and I'd have this big smile on my face, like so much so that I would notice. I'm like, why am I smiling? I have this big smile on my face. And then I thought, man, people looking at me must think I'm nuts or something. Everybody else is like, at, at best, they just look kind of sad and depressed that they're stuck in, stuck in traffic. And then I just got this dopey smile on my face. But I wasn't thinking about the traffic. I was thinking about the fact that God had saved me and that I have eternity to look forward to. And I have time that God's given me in this life to serve him and glorify him. What am I going to do with that time? And so, and that was uh, really neat because that was a noticeable thing. There were other other uh, parts of my life where the same thing happened. And one of the very first Bible verses that God taught me after I got saved was Romans twelve twenty one. It was easy to remember because twelve and twenty one it's just twelve backwards. Romans twelve twenty one. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's a really good verse. (laughs) And it's good to remember those things. Because as we see our culture turning more and more against God and against Christians, um, it would be really, really easy to get angry or to get depressed or to get worn down to the point where we don't have any energy and we're not being useful to God in the time that he's given us here. And so, as we encounter these things every day, maybe we just need to look beyond what's right in front of us and remember that we have an eternity with God. And what can we do in this life? What can we focus on? What can we think about? What can we expend our energy on that glorifies him, both in this life and the next? And if we're focused on those things, on those much bigger things, then maybe these little day-to-day things won't seem like that big of a deal. Because after all, they're not. The fact that Jesus saved us is a big deal. Look what it took for God to save us. And the fact that he loved us so much that he went through that and did that for us, that is a much bigger deal than anything we're going to encounter in this life. So, it's probably good just to uh, focus on the bigger picture. And God tells us this too. Philippians Chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, Think on these things. That is extremely wise. And so, it's probably better to focus on the things of God, 
the things that are pure and the things that are lovely rather than all the wicked things um, that we see every day. Because if we really are living in a Romans 1 country, and I believe we are, they're only going to get worse anyway. All the more reason then that we keep our focus on the things above rather than the things here below. I think that's going to do it for right now. God bless everyone. And look higher. <laughs>